The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert built portfolios of low cost exchange traded funds. You know, I love those exchange traded funds. There's automated investing technology. And as part of that automated rebalancing, many of you have been asking about rebalancing and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own with Betterment. Easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome, welcome. It's the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, October 4th. I can't believe it's the first week of October. Yes, let the games begin. It is the end of the year. It is officially the beginning of the end of the year. Yeah the beginning of the fourth quarter. So today we are going to answer some of your financial questions. If you would like to pose one to us, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Uh, We would be delighted to have you join us live or answer your questions. This is from Sally who writes, since the first of the year, my 401k rate of return has been this is in red print, minus 18%. Should I consider reducing my monthly contribution? At least it's safe sitting in my savings account. No, 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 no. Considering the high cost of everything right now, I could use the cash, but with some struggle, I can make ends meet. I don't love struggle. That's not a word I wanted to hear. I mean, if you were just rocking and rolling and things were okay, then sure, Um, I think, do you have an emergency reserve fund? Is there some money on which you can rely? Can you maybe reduce some of the contribution amount to build up that emergency reserve fund if you don't have it? It's kind of like the worst time in the world to reduce your monthly contribution. On the other hand, if you don't have that emergency reserve fund, then it is imperative that we help you gather that up. So don't stop putting in enough money to get a match, do follow up with us so we can figure out what else is going on in your financial life, okay? Marcus 
subject, saving for retirement at 23 years old. Who baby? And the question is, should I be saving now for retirement or is it something I can hold off on for a little bit? I'm aware that uh, a lot of the people that you have on your show are out of my league. They're older and they're closer in age to retirement. I want to uh, get in on this somehow. Okay, first of all, Marcus, if you're 23, if you ask anybody who is over the age of 40 or 50 what they wish they had done in their financial life, they would say start early. So if you can afford to do so and you can put a few bucks away into retirement now, yes, it would be amazing. It would be um, the exact piece of advice I would give you. But just given this previous email I read, you've got other things to consider. So I'm assuming if you're 23, you need to have a couple of things straightened out. Number one, we want you to have your emergency reserve fund six to 12 months of your living expenses. Number two, I want you to pay down debt. Do you have some credit card debt? Do you have an auto loan? Is there a a student loan that is um, maybe bigger than what is going to be forgiven for you? Want to know that. And then I want to know, do you have a plan through work where you can contribute some money and get a match? That's really good as well. But if you can, and you've got those first uh, sort of rudimentary steps covered, then sure, get going, save for retirement. Use a Roth, by the way. Um, Okay, subject line, pick me, pick me. Of course, you got picked. Patrick writes, dear Jill and Mark, I'm a longtime listener, first time emailer, looking for a sanity check on our current financial standing and our retirement plans. You got picked. That's number one. So that's good. My wife and I are both 59. We've got two kids, one launched, one partially launched. Notice Patrick going right up top. We've got wills, power of attorney, healthcare proxy, and life insurance. Okay, good. Got that out of the way. They own their home, $300,000 value, no debt. So my wife earns $78,000. I earn one fifty. dollars Wow, this is amazing. He says, I've been tracking our spending for several years. It runs about $80,000 a year. So a real surplus here. That's great news. Okay, here are the wife's stats. She wants to retire at 62 and work part-time. Okay, good. And she will be able to carry medical for both of us upon retirement at a reduced rate, like 400 bucks a month. That's amazing. She's a state employee. She has a deferred comp, a 457 plan, and a pension. Her contribution is 15%. She's got a, also got a small pension from a previous employer. This woman is awash in pension money. She's got a Fidelity Roth IRA, $54,000. Deferred compensation, 341000 State pension estimate, $2,800 at age 65. Social Security, 2100 So right there, almost five grand a month pre-tax for her. He plans to retire at 65. He may work part-time after 65. He's got an account with TIAA CREF. It's a 403B with about seven, a little more than $700,000. He's got an IRA rollover, 365,000, a Roth IRA, 119,000, and social security estimate, $2,500 a month. Total retirement, 1.6 million. This is amazing. So let me just say uh, 1.6 million in retirement, but you know, we, now I'm, I'm estimating this income and it looks like, you know, five, six, $7,500 a month will be coming in pre-tax. So even if I, I don't know where you live, but even if you're in a high tax state, 
that is something that, you know, that income is tremendous. You know, you have like 90 grand coming in before taxes and you say you only need 80 and you've got a bunch of money, 1.6 million in excess stuff and savings. They also have an emergency fund, some cash, a brokerage account, some I bonds. So number one question, are we on track to retire? Yes, absolutely. Should I convert a portion of pre-tax retirement to Roth after my wife retires and our income level drops? You don't have that much money outside of retirement. So I don't think I would. I mean, you've got the, you know, you've got 75, you got about a hundred grand in cash. I wouldn't burn that up. The only thing I might do would be to perhaps pull back on each of your deferred comps a little bit. And maybe I would try to accumulate actually a little bit more cash. So I would prefer that as you get to her age 62 in the next few years, that you actually put more money in cash so that those few years that you're, you know, sort of in between, you've got a little bit of fluff. So I, I don't think you really need to do that. I mean, you could, but I really want that cash. Any other suggestions? No, keep doing what you're doing. Just make sure of one thing that, you know, when you take your social security, it is not necessarily at age 65, it should be at your full retirement age. Okay. So that's um, maybe more like 66 and change. Just make sure you're aware of that. Patrick, fantastic. You are on track. Emily writes, hi, Jill and Mark. I was hoping to get your advice on financing a home. Okay, they've got 60, she says we, so I'm going to say they. We have uh, $60,000 saved up in cash. They own their home. It's worth $180,000, and they've got $110,000 left on the mortgage. We are planning to build our next home, and we, oh my God, it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost three hundred and fifty dollars to $400,000. We know that we will need the equity in our current home to finance the purchase of this house in addition to the $60,000 that we have saved. So that is, we expect to need $120,000 to pay for the house, probably 80 to 90 for the down payment and 30,000 for surprises that might pop up during construction. I hate those surprises. And then furnishing the new house. We anticipate that construction will take around nine months to a year. We do not want to move out of our house and into a rental while we are building our new home. Oh, this is so dangerous. What is the best way to get equity from our current home and use it to help finance our future home? Should we do a cash out refinance? Should we get a home equity line of credit? Is there a better option? Thank you for all you do for the Jill on Money community. You know, Emily, I would talk to some lenders because there are construction loans that you may be able to use. In general, probably the home equity line of credit is the easiest thing to do, but I'm nervous about this. This is a situation where, you know, what happens if in the time it takes you to build the house, the value of your own home drops and you don't get as much as you need. So I'd like to know what else is going on. I want to know how old you guys are. I want to know what alternatives we have in um, construction loans, which are very hard to get, by the way. But 
at the very least, let's find out that information. Okay. And here's a question from Chantel about HELOCs. And uh, Chantel writes, with interest rates going up, is this a good time to take uh, out a HELOC? I don't need the money for anything specific, but I want to have it on hand in case I might need it for home improvements or anything else in the future. I have excellent credit, plenty of equity in my home. If I take do take out a home equity line of credit, what's a good amount? I was thinking 100 grand. With interest rates going up, having a home equity line of credit is not really any benefit to you if you don't need it. If you want to have and establish a home equity line of credit um, that is based on prevailing short-term interest rates, you can do it, but um, I very much warn you against doing it for the sake of doing it. It really has to be, I think, purposeful. And if you don't really need it for anything specific, I, I guess it would be like this, this extra emergency reserve, but it's not like a good thing. It's fine, and I guess it's a good way to protect yourself, but it will mess up your credit a little bit. But I'd like to know more about you. I really would. This is from Tish. Hi, Jill and Mark. This is so cute. Thanks for all you do. I never miss either of your podcasts. And congratulations to Jill on completing the big bike ride. Okay, thank you. See, I had to mention the bike ride one more time. Okay, my question today. We received a tax refund for 2021 of about $9,500. I want to keep a few thousand dollars to top off our emergency savings account. We had to draw down during a period of unemployment for my spouse. But I'm considering using five to $6,000 to either fund my husband's Roth IRA or buy some I-bonds for the first time, given the high interest rate at the moment. We've done a backdoor Roth for my husband for the past few years, but would not be eligible to fund one in 2022 due to the drop in income during the period of unemployment. On the one hand, it seems like a good idea to think about long-term growth and stocks being relatively on sale at the moment. He has a workplace Roth with his new employer, and he's started to contribute to that, but he won't max it out. I also recently switched to a full Roth at my employer. On the other hand, the safety and high interest rate of those I-bonds really does sound appealing. I've wanted to purchase, but was holding off due to the anxiety of wanting funds readily available during my husband's period of employment, of unemployment. The money in either my husband's Roth IRA or the I-bonds are separate from our emergency fund. I see them as accounts that could ideally shore up retirement, but could also be tapped in the future for a large investment like a move or college for kids on top of the 529 plans. Do you have an opinion on the best choice of the two given this scenario? Oh, this is interesting. I think I'm leaning I-bond in a weird way. It sounds like you do want some flexibility. And at least if you keep that I-bond invested for a year, then you will have the ability to access that more readily. So I would wait until after October. The rates are going to reset for those I-bonds and they're going up. So don't do it before the end of October. We'll find out what the new interest rates that will be credited to I-bonds during this month. So I'm leaning I-bond and maybe because there's been some change in jobs and unemployment, it it may be that emotionally you want to have some access to this money. So that's, I don't know, that's what I'm sort of thinking for you guys. Okay, I hope that helps. Ah, it's just another show. It flies right by. Fantastic. JillOnMoney.com is your resource for everything Jill and Mark. If you go there, just bookmark the site and you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You can pre-order the new book called 
the Great Money Reset. I'm so psyched about this. Of course, there's a contact us button. So if you have a question you'd like to ask us, do so. Okay. As always, we want to ask you to do something nice for someone else today. Just something. Just smile at somebody. It, it kind of is helpful. All right. Do that. And you'll feel better. That person will feel better. And you never know what someone's walking around, carrying around with inside. So sometimes just smiling at someone on the street is, is all we ask you to do. Okay. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.